Hey everyone, welcome to Jojo's World. Hello everybody. Okay. It's me, Tobias. No, that's my character, it's my IP, you cannot use it. Am I not allowed to have this joint IP on this project? No. The Tobias project? No. I'm sole creator, sole constructor, and sole destroyer of that particular character. He comes... He goes, he dies. <laughs> I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. This is JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, where today we are recapping and discussing episode two of the 2000 JoJo's Bizarre Adventure OVA, entitled Hierophant Green. <gasps> My god, that's adventure number two. That's the second adventure out of 13-ish. Which the last, what, seven were made in 1993. Yeah. Instead through, of the other way around. the magic of time travel. Weird shit. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, of course, is the seminal work of uh, mangaka Hirohiko Araki. Praise be to his the, name. Okay. Yep. Unusual. Yep. You gotta praise him. Bit of a weird, st- standard weird nerd deification of something there. Mm-hmm. We saw it in Twitch Plays Pokemon. We see it in uh, basically any uh, popular... Uh, internet personality. Yeah, but the thing... Okay, hang on. I need to bring this up. The Today, earlier, you were saying you don't know who Belle Delphine is. Yeah, is that the character... Is that the protagonist of Ah My Goddess? Oh my god. It just... It boggles my mind. Why... You know so much about... I'm extremely online. Yeah, you so you know so much about all the Twitterverse and all the Instagrams, right? I don't really do Instagram. Oh. Well, you know a lot about, you know, the internet personalities and the nerddom surrounding Why are you them. saying words unusually? I, because it amazes me that you don't know who Belle Delphine is. It's who, really... is who is Belle Delphine? She is... Because the a... Isle Delfino is where uh, Super Mario Sunshine took place. A uh, colourful tropical island inhabited mm. by the tree-like piantas and the shell-like... I want to say Nokis, but that can't be right. I mean, it could be. Who knows? <laughs> it's just a bunch of big dudes and... Little dudes. I was going to say big gals, but yeah, it's both. I guess they're little big dudes because they have the same... They're little big planets. Yeah, like us. Every one of us. Little big planets, Bell Del. So you're telling me about this Twitter user. <laughs> okay, so she's more than a Twitter user. She's a not-safe-for-work uh, personality, shall okay. we say. She is titled as Queen of the Simps, I Queen believe. Queen of the Harpies. <laughs> Queen of the Harpies. Here's your crown, your majesty. And she is... You know that bit from The Simpsons? Oh, wait, what was what was that episode? <laughs> Quick, what's that episode? That's the uh, marriage counselling retreat one. The marriage counselling retreat. And Homer yes. catches a big yes. catfish. Yes, yes. I think, uh, oh my God, I remember it now. It's in my mind. It's not... It, Homer isn't saying that, is he? No, that's just some... Oh yeah, some random characters. Yeah. Oh man, what a time. What a good line from The Simpsons. (laughs) So anyway, yeah. So yeah, you're telling me about this. The Queen of the Simps, Belle Delphine, who is, I believe, the most masterful troll of like internet like fandom culture. When you say Queen of the Simps, is she the lead simp? Or no no no, the other way around. She is the one who contains the simps. Is that short for simpleton? I don't know. All I know is it means they're thirsty motherfuckers. Okay. Uh, so she is like the queen of trolling the... Speaking of early The Simpsons, uh, mm-hmm. there's an early episode. I think it was Mr. Burns' first appearance when he's hosting the company at a baseball game. Yep, yep. Uh, and, and he's greeting them all and then he doesn't know who they are and he misreads his uh, checklist and he says, Well, if it isn't The Simps... <laughs> 
Oh no, that's got to get lined aged in unexpectedly hilarious ways. Amazing, amazing. It's just like um, what's that show? It's Bubblegum Crisis. Is it Bubblegum Crisis? It is Bubblegum Crisis with the Boomers. Yeah, the Boomers. Oh, the Boomers. Do they even know if they're human or not? Yeah, they're not. Those damn Boomers are trying to integrate into our society. <laughs> it's not really what it's about. No, but but, but go on. Anyway, so Belle Delphine is just the queen of the simps. Queen of the harpies. And she's her crown, your majesty. So she's the one who sold her bathwater online. Oh, Gamer Girl bathwater. Yes, I correct. know Gamer Girl bathwater. There you go. So that's Belle Delphine. Okay. Uh, recently, she sent out a number of mysterious presents to a bunch of YouTubers and Twitch streamers. Um, and they're bi- like big neon signs with a big love heart that in the middle just says, Simp. Okay. Um, and everyone who received it and got the joke was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever received. I don't know if there's anyone who hasn't gotten the joke yet, but I'm waiting out the for that one. of large numbers. I'm waiting for that one person that's like, I'm not a fucking simp. How fucking dare you? <laughs> waiting. Just beautiful. Just beautiful. Anyway, so that's Belle Delphine. Definitely don't look her up. Yeah, I'm not going to. The bathwater thing kind of weirded me yeah. out. Not a good first impression. Yeah, but you know who does have a good first impression? Hey, you. Go on. <laughs> is, is one of our Patreons who I think made the best first impression on me with their name. And that name and this episode, which is possibly dedicated to them, is... Definitely. That's the way it works. Is <laughs> Dio on Patreon. Dio on Patreon. All the same word. All one word, no spaces, D-O capitalized, on Patreon, no capitals. Do you know if it's D-O on Patreon or is it die un Patreon? No, it's D-O on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Jojo's World for all of your simp slapping needs. <laughs> D-O on Patreon. You, you got more than a chuckle out of me when I saw that name. Let's put it that way. I looked at it and I may have lost it because I was having... A bit of a rough day. I think it is about time that Dio got on Patreon. <laughs> you know, it feels like... Hey guys, Dio here. I'm just trying to destroy the Joestar family and rule the world. Sign up at the $10 a month tier and I'll kill you last. $100 gets a free flesh blood in pen. Mm-hmm. $1,000 a month and I'll try and figure out if you can have a stand. $10,000 a month and I'll suck your blood Do I need money? It's unclear. I'm undead. Look, guys gotta pay rent. A guy's got to pay rent. I got this fabulous Egyptian palace and it needs to be maintained. How did he get that palace? Ah, Probably killed a bunch of people. Oh. Or mind controlled some with his flesh. Or his charisma. Mm. No charisma speech in this, which was disappointing. Wait, what was his charisma speech? No, I think it's Joseph, possibly Avdol, but gives the speech about how through charisma, dictators and religious leaders hold people under their sway. And so too is true of Dio and poor young Kakyoing. Who now has a flesh blood. Flesh God I, I told you it would happen. I told you. I was trying so Just hard like JoJo's to Bizarre it. Adventure 2015. God damn it. We are cannot, we are, cannot uh, say it like that. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Dio on Patreon. You gave me a chuckle. And more so. And some money. And, and some <laughs> money. True. <laughs> you gave us some money. You gave me a chuckle. Eh. For some reason I've gone Italian. Quite appropriate. Given that we're in Japan. <laughs> and we're gonna do some... Well, of course, the uh, link between Jojo's Bizarre Adventure and Italy is ever-present. Hmm. Hmm, indeed. You've got the Zappelli family. You've got part five. You've got Tonio Trissati. Oh, do you ever. Are there any other links? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that was. That was the sound of uncertainty and, uh, end the bit. Part seven has some Italy. Does it? 
Yes. Only some, though. Yes. Not all. <laughs> Not all, but some Italy. Some Italy. It has a 7 out of 10 quantity of Italy. I'm not enjoying this bit anymore. Oh, okay, all right. Well, <laughs> you know what we do enjoy, though, is Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Which, for the first time in so long... A little OVA called Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. For the first time in so long, we're actually talking about it again for the second time in a row. What the fuck is that? That's a full guy. Oh, because you were playing That's Fallout. That's my Fallout 76 character. Why were you playing Fallout 76? I bought it. Why? A um, friend of the show, Kyle, bought it and was like, hey, uh... do you want to play it? And I was like, yeah, all right. It was on sale. Oh, how much is it? Twenty-seven dollars. I'm not. I'm not paying twenty-seven dollars for Fallout seventy-six. Jesus Christ! Look how ugly I made my guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your guy looks like he's just taken a bit too much Adderall and, and he's coming down real hard. For this picture here, I wanted to make it look like he was taking a selfie, but <laughs> <laughs> let me. Okay, so let me just describe this. You've obviously gone for the JoJo's Part Four flumph purple got, hair. Got a blue pompadour and a blue beard. Um, your eyes remind me of Trevor from Grand Theft Auto Five in that it looks a little bit too tired but a little bit too active at the same time to be considered either. Mm -hmm. And you look like you've just been punched in the face. I did pick the most unappealing expression that I could find. (laughs) But we're not here to talk about visionary video game Fallout 76. (laughs) Just how much can they get wrong? You might be surprised. (laughs) Hey, so tell me, how's walking in the game? You know, you wouldn't think it'd be so flawed and yet. The first time I zoned in, I didn't realise that I was skipping all the tutorial because none of my UI loaded in. I didn't have a HUD or anything. Are you telling me that you have to go through the tutorial to have a HUD? No, you're supposed to have a HUD, but I didn't. (laughs) Oh, okay. <laughs> so then when I met up with our friend, he was like, okay, trade with me. And I was like, how do I do that? I'll follow the prompts on the screen. I don't have any prompts on the screen. I got surprisingly far without realising that I didn't have any of the things I was meant to be seeing. Oh my God. Aren't you meant to pick up like basic equipment? Yeah. Like on the... <laughs> I didn't. And you? Have... I found a party hat. Okay, so hang on, hang on. Did you with okay. muscle memory from when I played Fallout New Vegas? Okay. It was the same controls. I need to sidetrack. I didn't know what was interactable with and what wasn't. Did Did you skip the tutorial? I think so. There were some robots that, in retrospect, I was probably meant to speak to. Oh my god! What? How did? Okay. What? How did you skip the robots? Aren't the robots like right there in front of you, yeah. and you have to talk to them? You don't have to, because I didn't. And you don't get the HUD. I, you're supposed to, but I didn't. <laughs> I am... Okay, so I've heard a You're a, a gog. Of... You're aghast. <laughs> I hope I wasn't meant to allocate my stats or anything. Oh my god. You were. You're meant to allocate your stats. The special system is still there. I'm not sure if it is. Oh god. What the fuck? I am... I'm, in, I'm just genuinely impressed. I'm just like, wow. Well, that's just how good a gamer I am. I don't need wow. any hand-holding. You don't need any bathwater to get the best out of your game. I like the bathwater thing. It's Dude, I fucking love the bathwater thing. It's so funny. It's so funny. So we open. We open. We open with the same extended sequence of the ship at the end of part one exploding. At the end of it, you said, yeah, I don't like this. I said, it's a bit much for me. Yeah. It was like two minutes long. It really, it, nothing, nothing really happens, you know? There's no cool... Like, upbeat song. There's no fancy visuals. It's just a long, monotonous... I mean, it's fine, but we've already seen it. Yeah. It'd be fine the first time, because it's like, it's And it was. We complimented it. Yeah. Except that the second time you see it, you're like, okay. Okay, so, oh, we're doing the whole thing. (laughs) Okay, Okay. Every There's Jonathan. And we saw it a a bit of it again later this episode. Yeah, I'm wondering if this will be a recurring motif. Take a shot every time you see the boat blow up. (laughs) 
I would love to do that drinking game because we only saw it happen twice. Actually, twice no. now. Yeah. But just the idea of like, it only happens a few times. It's like, oh, I'll be able to have a nice time. Sustainable. And just not die at the same time. So Dio, he's in his mansion, his stately dark room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's a big he's boy like, still. This body is linked to the descendants of Jonathan Joestar. I, I think Uh-oh. the others are feeling their stand powers as well. That's awkward. That could be trouble. And then mysterious woman Enya presumably is like, mm. does that trouble you, Lord Dio? Well, don't worry. The appropriate arrangements have already been made. <laughs> and I believe I said it to you then. I'm going to say it again. This version of Enya has got it going on. She is not. Yeah, the she's small... a regular Stacy's mum. Yeah, she is not the stout Mario-esque height hmm. Enya. Okay. That... You wasn't sure where you're going with that, but you pulled it off. You can agree, can't you? Yep. Yep. Pre-mushroom. <laughs> yep. Yeah. She's no She's very that. much post-mushroom. Yeah, she's like a normal, average-sized human being. Which which means she's yeah. about half the size of most of these JoJo's Bizarre Adventure <laughs> characters. It's just like, seeing all these differences is just very unusual, you know? Mm. So Joseph Joestar, he's walking through the stately Cujo Manor, being like, Holly, 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 Holly. Holly. And he sees Holly <gasps> doubled over, in, <gasps> as if in pain. Holly! Holly. Holly. But then she's like, no, I'm fine. Oh, you scared me. That's something we call, oh, you scared me. You leave Holly out of this. <laughs> oh, what's wrong with you, Holly? Are, are you okay? I just ate street tar. You leave street tar out of this. So I've been obsessed for the last few days with the whitest kids you know sketch, Tar Toast, in which a man at a party asks, what's on that tray? Oh, it's Tar Toast. And then he eats it. Oh, no, you haven't got the right setup. He f- they have a tray come by and he goes, what's that? Pigs in a blanket. Mm. They go, oh, oh, great. Hey, what's that? Oh, oh. tar toast. While the quote unquote waiter is looking away, the guy takes a bit of the tar toast and eats it. And it starts to feel very unwell because he just ate street tar. On gets, toast. Gets quite irate at the guy and he's like, hey man, I don't fucking work here. Then why are you here serving tar toast? Serving it to you? You took it without asking. What? Okay, no, but then why are you in a suit with a bow tie? Why are you in that? Z- oh God. <laughs> Wow. I think my throat just closed up. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. That's oh going to no. be unpleasant audio. Why are you in that suit? Anyway, Tar Toast, check it out. It's a good skit. Anyway, and Holly is acting as if she herself has just eaten the Tar Toast. Tar Toast. Oh, no. Um, Joseph looks normal. Not, um, not worried. Are you sure nothing is wrong? I'm fine, Papa. And then he looks relieved and he's like, well, if anything were to happen to my dear poor Holly, I'd jump off a cliff. Mm-hmm. So tell me, what did you want, Papa? Oh yeah, I want to know what the fax machine is. The Speedwagon Foundation is going to be faxing us the fly results soon. Ah, but I just can't find the damn fax machine. Well, it is the 1980s, so we all love to use the fax machine. But where and is it? And we all will love to use the fax machine for many years into the future. If there's one question I have for anyone at any time, it's where's the fax machine? <laughs> if I ever were to fall in love with someone, it would be a fax machine. <laughs> I wonder if fax machines are like still used. I have never outside Japan. touched or looked at or s- really a fax machine. Really, and never. I never will because I'm less than forty years old. Really, we used to have a fax machine. And every business I've worked at, at least once, there's been a conversation. Why do we still have a fax number on our website? 
Dude, I can imagine there will come a point in your life. Email exists. We don't need faxes anymore. No, but what if someone says, oh, by the way, I can't send you the email because I can't guarantee that you won't destroy it. What if we can't use email anymore because all the computers go Skynet and then we just need the humble fax machine? Exactly. What if the email servers are down? What if the fax machine is the only impervious solution? So I don't solution? really know how a fax machine works. It sends like a dial tone which has the data of the all thing right, and right. then it prints it. Let me explain it to Do you I in, care to in know this? two sentences. I don't need... It's going to fill up unnecessary space in my brain. You know how a phone, you type in the numbers and they make the different sounds? Beep, boop, beep, boop, boop. Yep. That's the sound... That connects to... That's the sound of a fax machine. That's the sound that connects to the fax machine. And then those same beeps and boops say, this bit, that colour of black. This bit, that colour of blue. That's basically how a fax machine works. Right. Don't Where... ask me the details. Where's Jotaro gone? Where's the fax machine? Oh, school, of course. Oh. Establishing shot of Jotaro's school, Thank which he never reaches. <laughs> He doesn't get to school in this one. <laughs> he, he just, you know... There's an establishing shot of it, but we're not there. No, it, we're on the way or we're coming home from it. So I love this I love this shot here. It's of a bunch of school kids. It's a classic coming home from school or going to school the, shot. The pack of school kids walking to school. Mm. And they're all half Jotaro's height. They're all... They remind me of, like... Some of them actually look genuinely short, but Jotaro just... Towers above all of yeah. them. Not even a little. Like, they're all, like, barely up to his shoulder. And then he just keeps fucking going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was mercifully spared from ever-present chain clinking throughout these scenes. I mean, you weren't, but you refused to hear it, I think. Oh, okay. I definitely heard it. Thanks to uh, the music by Marco D'Ambrosia. Uh, it was kind of subdued behind the background music. But also Sam Myers. Some nice use of synths. Mm. Sam Myers, who works for a division of Lucas Sound. Uh, I really hope that was his name. He I don't also, think it was. He also decided to subdue the I think it was Luke sounds. Skywalker. Ah, that is more of a uh, subdivision of Lucas. Anyway. So that matter. thing happens where the girls are into Jojo and he just doesn't acknowledge them at all. He just keeps walking. Get away from him, ugly. No, you get away from flat This chest. is where I always walk. <laughs> Direct quote. So... Wait, is it? Oh my god, it is. Stop clinging to him. Walk behind us. No, you walk behind us. Hey, I'm not taking orders from someone that's named Ugly. Jotaro is going down the stairs and he sees another tall high schooler up ahead. He's wearing a green coat. Oh he god. has a rat tail. It's cacuine. It, yeah. He's got huge metal earrings in this version. When I saw it, I literally went, what the hell is going on with his earrings? It's like a... Um, because they're just cherries in the, his other design. Hmm. It's like he's got a little, like, bow on each ear. Like a, like a, a bow, an arrow For, yeah. bow. Yeah. It, they are enormous. They're like... The curve of the metal. They're like a gold crescent with orbs at the end of each crescent. Yeah, like something Sailor Moon might have. Yeah. And they're really fucking big. Mm -hmm. To the point where I'm wondering, why would you ever wear them? They just get in your eyes. So I really liked the way they did this next sequence. Because mm -hmm. it resolves one of the, the great inconsistencies of Hierophant Green quite neatly. Mm -hmm. Although I don't like that we don't see uh, Kakyoin enigmatically... Enigmatically painting just on the the roadside. Yep, yep. And we don't have his cool scarf. I do like that we see as Jodoro is walking down the stairs a snake-like form rustling in the undergrowth, <gasps> and then it darts across and cuts his knee, causing him to fall down the stairs. 
uh, Hierophant green, which is more of a brown in this. <laughs> it really is. Like, there's obviously some green to it, but... It's like a sort of uh, khaki? Like a khaki yeah. Like the sort of thing that you put into a car to make it start. A khaki. Oh. So it's silver. <laughs> like, a, like a platinum. Hmm. Ah. So he falls down the stairs he's, and he catches a, himself. He's fine. He's got a big gash. Big it's cut bleeding on his a lot. It's got anime blood. And he looks over. He's like, wait, when I fell down, I grabbed the branch. Was that what cut me? No. no. This is like one frame of his face. Was that the thing that cut me? No, no I, I was the... cut before I fell. That's what made me fall. Yeah, I'm not some fucking stupid, unbalanced fool. And then he sees that mysterious Kakuin walking off into the woods. And he's like, I'll follow him. I've got to get him. So he runs after him. I don't know why he does. He runs he off does. into a surprisingly extensive patch of woodland. <laughs> like some kind of... Very interesting choice, I thought. A, to have Jotaro never arrive at school. Mm. And B, to have this fight take place in the woods instead of the nurse's office. Mm. Don't know why they choose but... We eschew the whole character of the nurse. Oh, yeah. Hey, didn't the, wasn't the nurse like, old Jotaro, you little scamp? Yeah. Don't do it again. She was like kind of the cool nurse. Yeah. When she's like, I get it, Jotaro. You beat people up. <laughs> Comes into the office. Oh, Jotaro, you broke everything again. Oh, but I get instead, it. one of the schoolgirls from before is like, I'm sure Jotaro went this way. Oh, something slithering after me in the undergrowth. That's probably fine. Hmm. It won't be fine. Spoiler alert, it will not be fine. So she shows up and she's like, Oh, it's Jotaro, great. He's hurt, I thought, so I went to get you a bandage. Here it is. Very fast. This does she does she do track? <laughs> like, she's she's very fast to get a bandage. So he bandages his knee and she's like, Oh Jotaro, so glad that you're oh no, I'm possessed. If we go from awkward uh, And she raises Arigato. up what looks to be a perfectly mundane mechanical pencil. And yet but this in retrospect, this is kind of the first of many, uh, many of Hirohiko Araki's uh low-key obsession with stabbing people with pens. Well, when you're a manga artist, let's just you're not let's just sound off. Yourself. We've got this one. Uh huh. If I recall, in the uh, in the uh, modern anime adaptation, it was like a wicked sharp fountain pen or something. Sure, but this uh, mechanical pencil. Uh, there is uh, surface, of course. Took uh, took Jotaro's pen out of his pocket and then went to stab him with it. Wait, surface? Yeah. Who was surface? The um, anatomy doll that uh, imitated Josuke. Imitated mm. and controlled his body. Yes, I'm with you. Yes. Hazam- Hazamada, the little short guy. Had ah, it. yeah. And then he went... No, he didn't go to hospital. He, he just lurked around every now and then. He definitely went to hospital. Oh. A lot of people in Part 4 go to hospital. But oh, they but come back. back. Yeah, and then he's in the locker room. Yeah, rooms. and he's just like a horrible little shit. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that guy now. I'm thinking the bikey guy who went to hospital. And then he was oh, in the yeah. hospital. And then we got him out of hospital. Yes, we, yes. we see him in hospital. Yeah, he became a buddy at the very, 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 very end. Yeah, yeah. not him. Yeah, not him. Other guy. Highway Star. Yeah. Uh, of course, Kishibe Rohan threw fountain pen nibs at people a few times. Mm-hmm. Rightly so. Razor sharp like a shuriken or a kunai. <laughs> Um, what other pencils have killed people and or harmed oh, well, them? Well, in the um, in the cold open for for surface, someone stabs themselves with a uh, the fountain pen. Yep, in the eye. Yep. Uh, anyone in part two stabbed themselves with a pen? No, that was pre. Hmm, interesting. I'm saying this was the first. Uh, what about part five? Do we have any pen stabbing in part five? Part five, they were really more about knives and guns. I yeah, think. they were a bit like you know what? Fuck the pens. Mm-hmm. Just actually murder them. Can't remember any more. But I feel like there's more. There's probably more. There's probably more. As a mangaka, your weapon of choice is a pen. Yeah. Not the sword. Well, the pen is mightier than 
The island. Well, yeah, when it's that sharp, the island. <laughs> yep. Oh my. Pen Island. Pen Island. Yeah. Pen Island. What? You remember that? From no. Grade school. No. What? What are you talking about? You'd be like, write out Pen Island, and it says Penis Land. Oh. <laughs> that is. <laughs> Why did you? Why did you have to bring that up now? Oh no. Reminded me of it. We're talking about pens. I know, but I'm not going to be able to take anything seriously now. I'll just oh, be like, you're not going to be able to take JoJo's Bizarre Adventure seriously? <laughs> what a shame. Yeah, because now I'll just be like, hey, hey, write down JoJo Island. So she's possessed. She looks like a Japanese girl ghost. And Oni, if you will. No, oh, I don't. Uh, a, a, a yokai. A, yeah, a yokai, if you will. She's been possessed by my stand, says like very thick eyebrowed Kakuin. Oh my god, you are not wrong. They are the eyebrows of goddamn M. Bison. Or, um... Sagat. Who am I thinking of? He looks just like Jonathan Joester. Um, Kenshiro. Oh, from Fist of the North Star. Yeah, Kenshiro North Star. Mm-hmm. Who? Of the North Star bloodline. Who, as we all know, is from huh. part zero of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, Fist of the North Star. Can't believe that Yakuza team made a Fist of the North Star game instead of a JoJo game. Why is that so hard to believe? I want a good JoJo's Bizarre Adventure game. And by God, we will not stop emailing the Yakuza team until they make it. I mean, of course, there are complicated rights issues there, but... Are there? Sure. What? Someone's... you got to get the rights to make yeah, a prop game based on a property. I guess, but they got Fist of the North Star, and they did it really well. Yeah, so but Hiroika just... Araki isn't that guy. Oh. And sure, you know, whoever... Probably Bandai Namco or whoever has the rights right now is perfectly content pumping out the occasional aggressively mediocre fighting game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Instead of the Morio game that I so crave. Yeah. It would work so well. It would work so well. <sighs> we could just be a young delinquent who gets into scraps. Nick, I'm apprehensive <sighs> about Yakuza 7. You're apprehensive? I'm apprehensive. Why are you apprehensive? The turn-based JRPG. Correct. I often get bored of those games... Pretty quickly. Correct. I might have talked about this a few weeks ago, but I realised recently the, the point I often get bored or have, have my feel mm -hmm. is when I accumulate more party members than I can have on the battlefield at any one time and expects mm. me to choose and or rotate them. See, this is the difference between you and me is that I appreciate that decision. Maybe I'll like Octopath Traveler then if I'm just playing as all the Octopaths. Mm. As all eight at the same time. Yeah. Is that how that or, game works? Or are they all individually and you cycle between them? We haven't played oh, this no. game. Oh no, so many questions. Well, don't be scared about Yakuza 7. Bring it into your heart, see how you feel, I have then seen, get a refund. I have seen that he calls up people on his phone for summon attacks, and one of the people he calls up just to do a summon attack with is just a whole heap of crayfish. <laughs> okay, that makes no sense, but I love it. I fucking love it. And maybe it'll be zany enough that you'll stay interested in it. It also has a job system, which is cool. A job system? Yeah. Like you, you have to you know, work like Final Fantasy style jobs? Oh, as in you pick the job and that's their skills kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Okay. And I believe that the... Which is going on a big tangent now. A big oh, tangent of, of features that I've heard might be in Yakuza 7. Uh -huh. uh, I believe that they've actually got the permission to use the name of the actual um, Japanese, like unemployment office or employment office for the place you go to switch jobs <laughs> oh my god yes <laughs> so they've gotten the real name the real place and the real deal because that guy who you're playing as is definitely he's the real deal he's the real deal he's a guy who shows up one day and he's like yeah my brain's fried he got out of prison 
Oh no, that's that's a bit darker than I was thinking. Yakuza games can be dark. I thought he got electrocuted to like death, and then he comes back what the and he's. Fuck, are you talking about? I thought I thought the guy that you play as his brain's fucked up, so that's why it's turn-based combat. I mean, he's delusional. He's obsessed with JRPGs. No, no, no. I thought it was he got electro-tortured I... by some other yakuza. And they thought he was dead. Look, I haven't played this game. Yeah. I don't I haven't heard that at all. Oh, okay. Alright. Sure. I just know he's obsessed with video games and that's why he sees it as JRPG uh, combat. Okay, alright. I thought it was he literally had brain damage. Anyway. Anyway. People are getting stabbed with fountain pens. Jotaro's all like He looks yeah. in her mouth and sees the little possessor. Remember how Hierophant Green could possess people? And then it just kind of stopped. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, it's not very it's not a very moral thing for your protagonist character to do, so I can understand if Kakuin is not cool with that anymore. Mm. But at the same time, could have been useful on Dio. Could have just possessed him and then been like, now. But the whole thing with the Dio fight is they didn't want to get close to him because his power was so unknowable and terrifying. Mm. Oh, and he could also see the stand. Yes. Yeah, okay. All right. That makes more sense. See the stand, be the stand. God damn it, Araki. Stop being so logically consistent. By the way, attacking my stand will injure the woman too. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> you cunning fiend. And he does the cool thing where he kisses her and then with his stand, puts his stand in her mouth to grab the stand in her mouth and yank it out with his mouth. Mm. Mouth. He, he grabs her second tongue. Nick, are you at all familiar Mm. With um, Neil Cicerica's Mouth Sounds albums. I am. Do you know the song where it's the open... It's like a 20-second song mm. where it's the theme from Friends and then instead of the clap, 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 it's the... Uh, oh, is it, it's not Down With The Sickness, is it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. That's good. Mm. I like that. All of his stuff is the top tier of musical production and I will not hear a word against him. My favourite by far is just... Um, What's, what's that song that's like, Make My Way Downtown? Oh, yeah. That song with the piano where it's like... And then Back in Black, the vocals. So it's just this beautiful, beautiful mess. Or uh, the one that's the, the same... It's like the same sentence over and over and over again for like four minutes. Can't help you on this one. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, Neil Cesariga, good guy, yeah. good fun. And his good. sister, Emmy Cicerica, also a good creator of online content. Wait, he has a sister? Yes. What Does she make mu- music? She makes content. Uh, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> That's it. I'm going to kill you, then take you to the old man. Oh, you'll regret this. And they're fighting. And That was Jodoro, by the way. Yeah. Not, not... I mean, it was both, not of, them. It was both like, of them. I'll take you to my old man. No, I'll take you to my old man. Hierophant uh, uh, Green turns into strands and attacks... Surprisingly languid pace, Totoro. <laughs> it was very like, whoa, hey, so much is going on as cool guitar riffs mm-hmm. in the background, but he's like, whoop, whoop. You actually managed to put your gut up before my Hierophant struck. It wasn't too hard. I think, honestly, I probably would have been able to do it at that pace. And then he starts dripping big hand liquid. Yeah, it's, it's like he's bleeding neon blood. Nobody makes me bleed neon blood. Uh, so then... Emerald Splash. It all starts coalescing. He does Emerald Splash. And uh, Jojo yep. goes flying. We, we give a lot of shit to Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Phantom Blood character, Dyer, for his bad attack that never works. Mm-hmm. Emerald Splash, also not a great track rate. No, Emerald Splash has worked in the past. On who? 
uh, Jotaro, for one thing. I suppose he Kakuin did defeat Tower of Grey, but that was using Emerald Splash more as a diversion so that he could spear it with the tendrils of Hierophant. Hey, you know, sometimes it's not about the main attack, you know? It's about every attack that you don't And do. he did his special new Emerald Splash technique against Dio, which had the yes. successful effect of getting himself killed. <laughs> Uh, I believe we call it Kakuin mm. because the degree to which he got killed was just that hard. Another first in a series of uh, <laughs> unfortunate events. True. I'm Jotaro. I'm branded a so-called delinquent <laughs> because punks keep challenging me and I stand up to those haughty morons. This is the most like TV tropes, angry posting, <laughs> handing out <laughs> lessons to those haughty morons that call themselves teachers. And then Kakuin's all like, well, you know, maybe you are just a little bit shit. Even I can sense a disgusting evil. An evil? No, Jotaro. The one who loses is the evil. Well, according to uh, Kant, evil is not the person, but is in the act. Is that true? Well, that's just one theory of morality. See, there's three main schools of morality that you can subscribe to. One is utilitarianism, which is like... The consequences of your actions will dictate whether it's moral or not. So if like 50 people get hurt, that's worse than if one person gets hurt. The trolley problem. Exactly. Uh, then you've got, it starts with a deontology, I think it is. I think it's deontology. A deontology. Yeah, so deontology is, is like... If I don't get hurt. Deontology is like all or nothing, where it's like laws. That's what morality is. It's like the morality is in the act. And if you do that, act it bad. And then the third theory is the D&D alignment grid. Where if you're lawful good, it means that you, you go suck. by suck. <laughs> you should pick a new class and character. You should play a different game. Consider. A better game, of which there are many. Oh, speaking of, I tried looking at our Yu-Gi-Oh! RP. Oh yeah, it's been thing. a while. Yeah. Um, it sucks right now. Yeah. Like, the system I made for it... Too complicated? It sucks dick. It's, like, the worst... I'm literally just gonna be like, Liam, there is a far easier way of doing this, and it's just drawing cards from the deck and seeing what the number is. Let's just do that. Alright. It's so much easier. More on that later. Okay. Jotaro gets in... I Tell me Did more. a bit of your recent, uh... Rick and Morty voiced, uh... Excuse me, he was a fully original character. RPG character with my voice there. Yeah, I played an entire game. I'm a bit game. dehydrated today. Jotaro <laughs> gets in real close. He get Okay, so here's the thing. Star Platinum doesn't just get close to Hierophant Green. Jotaro gets into the face of Kakuin. You know that... Oh, God, what's happening to my voice? You know that thing in, um, in... You see it in a lot of Japanese media mm -hmm. where the guy does the kind of, like, creepy move where he, like, slams his hand on the wall right next to the girl's head? Yes, yes. It's like he's doing that, but there's no wall. He's just putting his face in real close, real aggressively. Hey, hey, you think you And can... we're all watching and we're like, kiss, kiss, kiss. Hey, you think you have a better tongue than me, don't you? Oh, yeah. Well, let's find out who has the better tongue. Looks like you are the evil one. And he wins. And the girl is fine. And Jotaro goes home. With Kakuin in and hand. not the girl. Aww. Just leaves her in the woods. <laughs> and she's like, where am I? And then next shot. <laughs> yep. And she's never seen of again. <laughs> Who's the real evil one here? Yeah, at least the school nurse was left in an infirmary. A trash infirmary, but an infirmary nonetheless. Oh, no. Um, so yeah, they're, they're basically... They take Kakuin home. Yeah, they take Kakuin... Well, Jotaro takes Kakuin home. Joseph, Jotaro, and Avdol are all standing around an unconscious Kakuin. Oh, uh, yep. And they're all like, Seen he's this dead. before. He's got flesh buds. He's just dead now. 
That's a shame. We Look couldn't at this save big him. gross flesh bud. It's got a little mouth in it. Um, and it goes meow, 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 when you get too close. And you were like, not a fan. Not a fan of that. Don't, we, don't we care. Don't care for a little wart on your head that makes a noise. That is alive and taking over your thoughts. Mm-hmm. We got the uh, the nice clarification that these are not called flesh buds or flesh bloods. They are called buds of flesh. Buds of flesh. Which makes sense because they are buddies. Yeah, yeah, they're your little bud who just so happens perverse your thoughts to the service of Lord Dio. Yeah, you know, it just so happens to be the case that they are uh, making you fully subservient to a vampire that is older than um, you. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you know how it goes, you know. Anyway, after I was like, I met Dio, I was in Cairo, and there he was, and he was beautiful. Uh, this this bit weirded us out. I thought it was cool. I mean, it was I cool, like but it was just... coat. He, he is wearing a very big coat, isn't he? It's like mm. a cape, but it's a coat. Big coat cape. Very yeah. 90s or 80s. Mm, mm, extremely so. Very pre-Matrix, but post-Matrix, you know? Yeah, sure. Like how every single character in the Matrix has a leather coat and sunglasses. Well, how else are you going to be a cyberpunk? Exactly. Exact. I mean, without sunglasses and just with like cyber eyes. But you know, we're never it's going to It's ironic that, that they they are the least wear sunglasses all the time when they go into the fake world that has sun. When in their real world, there is no sun. That is ironic. That's. I think that's the definition of irony right there. Like yeah. a fireman. If you who... looked that up in the dictionary, it would say that thing in the Matrix where when they wear sunglasses <laughs> in the Matrix... <laughs> Second point, like a fireman who fights fires. Ironic, really. Mm. 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 Are we giving bad information we, to our listeners? Are we dumb? Are we the dumbest people we know? So his hair gets really big and turns into tentacles and after all, like, I don't care for this at all. So the thing is, when the hair started, it got really big. Really big. Like, we're talking like... It started going up, and then it kept going up, and then it just We're kept talking going Super up. Saiyan 3 levels of hair. We're talking that shit went up, not down. We're talking... What's that? What? That, Super Saiyan 3. That thing 3. you just said. Super Saiyan 3, it goes down. I know. Yeah. But what's that but thing here, you just said? That shit went up, not down. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that a thing? No. Okay. No, but it went up and not down. It did. It went up and not down, and then it kept going up, and then it turned into angry tentacles. Mm. And man, we were not pleased with those results. Man, talk about a bad hair day. Oh, that's a that's a real. You leave hair out of this. <laughs> oh, dirty hairy. <laughs> he would have got me, and then I would have been his slave. But he didn't, so I'm not. And then Jodo's all like, "Hang on a minute, he's not dead at all. I can fix this." So he leans over him, right on the head. Star Platinum comes out, still looks cool. Oh, it's going to go up into my arm and then I'm going to have flashbacks about part one. Nice touch, I thought. Mm, grabs. I guess it's like the, the bud is Dio's cells, so it carries his memory mm. and it's reacting to the Joestar blood in Jotaro yeah. and giving him flashbacks of Jonathan Joestar. And we see Dio coming back in through the window after he'd just been shot in the head a few times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and he's all like, <laughs> I'm invincible. Fighting Jonathan Joestar in the burning Joestar mansion. Some nice artistic liberties taken in that... Um, Dio's... Is that Dio? Yep. Dio's, Dio. Dio's grin? Way fucking more disturbing. Big fangs. Like, huge. Goodbye, Jojo. And then a almost, like, romantic-era style art of uh, Dio... Uh, what What's the word I'm looking for? Impaled. Starts, impaled on the stake of the Jojo Mansion's statue thing. And Technically just, correct. Uh, and it's... It's beautiful until you look at the actual frame that I'm looking at, where it's just him, arms outstretched, being like, ah! Body akimbo. Not so much Renaissance-level art. And then he has the boat flashback again. <laughs> yep, again. Oh, I can see it all in my brain. Anyway, i got to pull this f- flesh butt out now, and Kakuin wakes up. Hey, 
what what the fuck are you doing? Don't move. I'm pulling a butt out of your face. Uh, oh, okay. Um, Joseph is like, no, hang on. Avdol, don't do anything. Look, have some faith in our boy. Yeah, he's beautiful. He's strong. He can do it. He's not trembling anywhere. Like a machine. He's more precise than a machine. More rigid and than he a does stack it. of books. Uh-oh. And Magician's Red blows up the flesh, the flesh bud. And it's, it's cool because the last moments of it, the flesh bud looks like a kind of the thing moment where it gets bigger. Horrible like a, tentacles yeah. creature. I definitely understand why they made this decision because if you're doing a limited run, you don't want to be messing around with, oh, there used to be the ripple and now there's stands. Mm. But I did like in the other anime when Joseph used an overdrive to destroy the flesh bud. Mm, mm. It's fun. Yeah. It's, it's like a nice little callback to things that we remember. I just think it's neat. <laughs> Yeah, I just think the ripple is neat. <laughs> I do, genuinely. Mm, I did. For a while. And then it kind of got a bit out of hand. Got a bit silly. But then we had Joseph. It can make it spaghetti great. really hard. It yeah. Can, it can make strings. Bubbles. Uh, it can make leaves. Walk on water. Climb big tower. Fist good. <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. Right up until it breaks. That's fine. Um, so... Then Kakuin's all like, Why did you save me? And Jodoro's all, I wish I knew. And then Kakuin's all, oh, Huh, maybe I'll remember that and say that back to you at an appropriate time. Oh, I come back. And then Holly's sick and she's clapped in the kitchen and she's holding a fax. They all run over and they're all oh, like, Oh no, <gasps> she's got a stand too and it's hurting her. Nobody it's... saw this coming. Oh no, definitely not us who have... Our worst fears have come to pass. What do you mean, old man? Sorry, Jodoro. How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? <laughs> Sorry, Jodoro's talking. What do you mean, old man? Joseph kind of reminds me a bit of Sam Elliott in this design. Who's Sam Elliott? He's a, an American actor. Mm-hmm. He's um got a real, like, southern cowboy energy about him. Howdy. He played the other Ron in Parks and Recreation. The other Ron? Yeah. What? The other Ron? Yeah. A late season <gasps> character. Oh, you mean the guy who comes in he's like, howdy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wears the hat and he's got, like... Uh, he's like a cowboy guy. Yeah, that guy. Mm. Yes, I know him. That's what uh, Joseph reminds me of in this. <laughs> Do you see that? I see that. I can understand Looks that. Looks a bit like him. Strong oh, energy. Wouldn't say that, but yeah, I'd say strong energy I mean, if of he, that guy. If, if, if he had more than just the stash, big resemblance, Yeah, I'd yeah, say. yeah. Okay, yeah, I see that now. I see that now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's got big old man butt kicking energy. Big old man butt kicking. Yeah, literally soon, because we're going to have a lot of fights. Jojo. Sorry, not Jojo. Jojo older, gonna have a lot of fights. Is he? <laughs> yeah, he's older Jojo, therefore he's Jojo older. Is he gonna have a lot of fights? Joseph Joestar doesn't do a hell of a lot. Mm, you're right. He might have one fight though. <laughs> it might involve a kick. He'll kick um, something off. Because I don't think we're gonna... He'll, he'll kick off this okay, adventure. Let me think. And this can this can be a semi-section of our predictions bit. Um, mm-hmm. Subsection podcast. <laughs> do, 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 do. Go on. Joseph Joestar. Uh-huh. He battles... Uh, the Empress, uh-huh. which I have already covered. I don't think we'll be getting in that form in oh, this. Oh, yeah. Sticking stick to my guns on that. Mm-hmm. He battles Magnetism Lady. Yep, yep. Is that it? Obviously, the partic- sun. He obviously participates in both Derby confrontations and all the other team battles. Yeah, but he doesn't really do anything. Well, he fails uh, to set up original Derby as a threat in mm-hmm. Derby. Yep. He's like, oh, he even out-tricked our trickster. Shit. I was watching um some John John Boyce or John Bois, I don't know how to pronounce his surname. John Boyer. Videos on either on SB Nation or on his own YouTube channel recently. Uh-huh. And he was doing one about professional poker. Okay. Uh, and just Who like, is this guy? He's just he's a sports journalist, but he does a bunch of cool projects. Okay. He also did a cool video about how 
every, everything in the world of 24 sucks and Jack Bauer will kill you. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, po- this poker video. One of the stories that he delved into was how a guy just like got through like all the main stages of this poker tournament just by doing the Jotaro, not looking at his cards and betting big. <laughs> okay. Because was- people didn't know how to respond because he was going all in on like, it was something like 19 out of the 25 bets you made. Yeah. And he never looked at his cards. And people were like, well, if we want to play st- strategically in response to this, we have to fold because he might have something really good. Yeah. Oh my God. That's hilarious. So just everyone folded. A lot of folding. Yeah. Like it wasn't, you know, obviously it wasn't 100% success rate, but it was a really good strategy just to but, n- not play the game everyone else was playing. But at the same time... Just Jodoro it. What, okay, so... Okay, where, where did what, he get that big blue drink from? But wouldn't there be more hands that are bad for you than good for you? Yeah, but you only need the one and every one could be that one. Oh my God. Okay, sure. So you just bet like 5k every round. When you win one, you get 25k back. But you don't even need to because people just fold in response. Okay, sure. Great. I love it. Poker. Poker. Don't play it. Just do whatever whatever you want. The cards you have don't matter. Well, there was one guy, there's one poker player who's apparently been playing for so long that he has this thing where he looks at the guy after like maybe like anyway, 20 hands. Check out that John Boyce series. It's called Pretty Good and it's just stories that are pretty good. Often about sports, but not always. Anyway. What about my story? I, I wanted to just okay. get that in there yeah. before we get moved on. Yeah. So apparently like after playing like a lot of rounds, like maybe 10 to 20 rounds... He'll look at you, he'll look at his cards, or he won't look at his cards, and then he'll just go, yeah, you've got a nine and, uh, card counting. and a queen. He, he covers off this guy in that video too. Wait, does he count the cards? I don't know. I thought it was illegal to count the cards. I thought he just looks at him, he's like, yeah, I know what you have. And then every time, every single poker player that comes up to him is like, he's not going to know my cards. And he does. And then he does, and he goes, I fold. Yeah, that guy's in this video too. Sick. Very interesting. Yeah. I'll link it to you. Apparently he just looks at the person and just responds to... Sizes up what their cards are. Yeah, from like, if he sees they do Micro this... Micro expressions. Yeah, he sees when they do that, they do it when they get a nine. They do that when they get a king. They do that when they get an ace. Because obviously, when you get those cards, it's better in the long run. Hmm. So he's just like, I know what you have now. And next you're going to say, no you don't. It's like, no you don't. <gasps> Fuck, he's in my mind. Yeah, don't go to a casino with Joseph Joestar. <laughs> Never. You will get kicked out. It's anyway, the year so Holly's in trouble. They yep. need to kill Dio. Kakuin is there. The hey. fax machine is nowhere to be seen. But the fax is present. <gasps> uh, Kakuin reads it. Reads it and says, Ah, uh, yes, yes, the, the Nile Sete fly. Not uh, the Nile Weiwei fly. In the Aswan region. Region. Yep, we gotta go there. Oh my god. He was in Egypt all along. The place where both Kakuin and I, Avdol, saw him. We never could have predicted this. Interesting. And he was in the Aswan region the whole time. I feel like even without the fly subplot, the fact that both of them saw him in Egypt, Mm. like that would have made it the logical starting planks for their investigation anyway. Yeah, but the world is a big place, man. You know, you, you start somewhere that he's been in the last few months and you trace his movements from there. I guess. So either way, they'd be on their way to Egypt. But he kills everyone. He kills everyone. Exactly. Follow the bodies. Oh. Trace the morgue. Follow the paper trail. Anyway, he suc- I succumbed to him, but I never want to do it again. I'm going to Egypt too. Why would you come to Egypt, Kakuin? Oh, well, let me just say that cool thing back to you. <gasps> Don't call it a comeback. It's a callback. It's, it's not a comeback. It's a callback. Don't call it a comeback. It's poor form. I didn't call it a comeback. <laughs> Didn't you? I'm, I'm pretty sure you did. Nope. I'm, I'm 80% certain you called it a comeback. 
Thanks to you, I was able to come back to my senses. Oh, is that your mum? I have no strong feelings about her. Wow, what a difference from the modern anime. <laughs> I genuinely was waiting for the moment where he'd be like, what a that... beautiful mum. Oh no, what's wrong with her? Or something. Yeah. But he was just like, hey, should we go kill well, Leo? Because the, the difference in storytelling in this is in um, modern anime and the manga, mm-hmm. there's a period of time that start uh, between the defeat of Kakuin and deducing the fly and going to fight Dio, mm. in which Kakuin would have at least gotten to know Holly to some extent, rather than just meeting her for the first time unconscious on the kitchen floor. Right, that makes more sense. So he would have had some time to grow to love her. Mm. And want to milf her, as it were. Don't think that's a verb. So they go to the airport, and they're all standing on the tarmac for the Speedwagon Foundation's private jet that they're taking. Ah, another change. Yeah, a more sensible move, <laughs> given that... You know, we know in the manga that they take a public plane and an assassin gets on board and everyone else dies. Yeah, which is not great. Um, And in this moment, I think Joseph literally says, we don't know who could be following us. We don't want anyone to get hurt. Let's take this private jet. Should be fine. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, let's give your standard name. Oh, yep. Star Platinum. Sounds good. Great. We're done. And then they all move one by one towards the plane. We don't get the cool let's go shot. No. Alas. And then... A mysterious man is watching. From the hangar on the ground. Who is it? It might be Tower of God. I act Tower of Grey. Sorry, Tower of God. Because they're all colours and tarot. Sorry, sorry. Until I stop using colours. Sorry, Tower of God. Tower of Babylon. Tower of my heart. It's actually Polnareff. I saw on the wiki that that's Polnareff. That's Polnareff? That's Polnareff, baby. Get the fuck out of here. And then we flash. And then Dio's like, they're coming for me. I can tell. I got this fax from the Speedwagon Foundation. <laughs> Enya's behind him. Oh, don't you worry. We'll be fine. Yeah, we'll be fine. Yeah. They won't find us. We'll Chill just out. leave Egypt. Don't worry. I got we it don't going need, on. We don't need to stay here. Yeah, I got it going on. See, we can look. go. Holly will die. They'll give up. Yeah, it'll be easy. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. No need to take they it easy. He could have just left Egypt. But that would be showing weakness and Dio would never do that. Apart from all the times he does. <laughs> You know how it is. You know how he spends the entire battle with Jotaro basically running away, even th- even while ranting about how superior he is? Yes. The fool. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's the ep. That's the ep, baby. Um, highlights, lowlights. My highlight is probably going to have to be... Uh-oh. Uh... My highlight <laughs> is Jotaro getting the Jonathan flashbacks in removing the flesh part. I think mm. that's a neat twist on an idea that... You know, it gives you just enough exposition in context with the other stuff we've heard about Jonathan and Dio. Mm. You see some of it, you don't need to see any more. You're good. Yeah. You understand what happened. You get it. You know. There was a fight. They fought, fire, burning mansion, burning boat. Uh, A head in a jar. Yes. (laughs) Sucking blood. Why, that looks like a bizarre adventure. I'll have to delve into the manga, perhaps. Ah, inviting. Uh, My highlight is probably going to be... I just want to say, it's going to have to be the flesh bud burning up like the thing. Mm-hmm. But that whole sequence is pretty fucking dope. Yeah, that was cool. Like, it's a good sequence. Good sequence of events. Low lights. My low lights is probably going to be uh, that Kakuin, when he is possessing the girl, and it, we see the the strand of thing ah. go up into her skirt, and then it just ends, and it's like... Oh, mm. not, not the shot where it's like... 
coming out of her mouth for like 10 seconds. No, that's fine. That's, that's less real, you know? I don't expect to look into your mouth and see a small face coming back mm. at me. But I do expect at some point that a snake could go up my pants. Ah, scary. And then I'd be like, no, thank you. No, no, thank you. I think my low light is that Jotaro never got to school. Aww. <laughs> he was just on the way to school. There's an establishing shot of it. He was accosted by sweet young babes. And then accosted <laughs> by a sweet young man. And then... Kakyoin's such a nice boy. Oh, he's so lovely. He's got a school uniform on. He's got the correct eyebrows. Predictions. Mm. My prediction hasn't really changed from last time. Because mm. I, I went long term and I think that's, that's bearing out so mm. far. I reckon the things that I predicted last time also will still hold. But now Kakyoin's going to be on the private jet? Question mark? Palmeref. Yeah, Polnareff. You said Kakuin. Did I say Kakuin? You said Kakuin. I'm going insane. We all are. So yeah, Polnareff is going to be on that private jet. Maybe he'll introduce himself? And be like, you there, I'm here to kill you. But first, let me introduce myself. My name is Jean-Pierre Polnareff. And I'm here to say... I've got a flesh bud in me and I'm going In gonna... a major way. <laughs> it's in my head and soon it'll be yours. Hey, Jotaro, fuck you. This is what all rap in the 90s sounds like. Oh, man. It's a bad time. So, Nick, but we will not be returning to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure OVA next time. Can you put in some sad music here for me? No. Thank you. That's more work for me than I want to do. Oh. What are we going into? We then? will be returning to the world of anime mobsters. <gasps> Tell me more. With a little bizarre adventure. <gasps> Tell me called more. Baccano. Uh, what is that? Well, Nick, it is the story of a... It's, it's an ensemble piece. Mm -hmm. It's a real big farce. Apparently uh, it has strong Jojo energy. I don't necessarily think that. Apparently it has medium Jojo energy. I'll pay medium. It has mid to high Jojo energy. No, It has high. mid to low Jojo energy at any given time. During the early 1930s in Chicago, mm -hmm. the transcontinental train, the Flying Pussyfoot, nice. is starting its legendary journey that will leave a trail of blood all over the country. At the same time in New York, the ambitious scientist Zillard and his unwilling aide Ennis are looking for missing bottles of the immortality elixir. In addition, a war between mafia groups is getting worse. On board the Advina Avis in 1711, alchemists are about to what? learn the price of immortality. What the fuck is this show? It's, yeah, it's a big fast. There's a we, lot going on. So we got mobsters, we got trains, we got alchemy, we got immortality. It's like Full Metal Alchemist, but fun? Maybe. We're gonna find out. It's been like 10 years since I watched it. Maybe it's bad. We'll find out on the next stop of the JoJo's World World Tour. <laughs> Bacano. Baca is it Bacano or Bacano? Well, I'm pretty sure it's Bacano because I looked it up before we started this podcast. And I'm still sceptical. Characters include Ennis, mm -hmm. Firo Prochenezo. Wow. Cheslo Maya. Cheslo Man. Lad Russo. I'm sorry, a guy is named Lad Russo. Jacuzzi Splot. Oh my god. This is amazing. I'm already in. Nice. Uh, so as I poorly articulated last time, mm -hmm. we're going to be fortnightly while we watch Bacano, mm -hmm. but also we will do two episodes of anime per episode of podcast. Okay. So we will get through it at roughly the same rate. Cool. Cool. Same rate, different Skate. push out. Yeah. Very excited to see that big, beautiful train. <laughs> One more time, <laughs> baby. Give me the train. Love a good train. Okay. Wonderful. Anyway, that's Bacano. 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 Nick, I was thinking a bit long term. Go on. Obviously, we want to do Bacano. Uh -huh. Then we want to do some, definitely not all, uh, revolutionary warrior Utana. The super surreal one. 
that is insane that we need to watch, yes? Then I think it's only fair if you get to pick one. Hmm. But what will I pick? Something good, I hope. Okay, you'll have to let it sit with me then. But I would also like to do something um, in the future, something classic too, like um, like a Cowboy B-Boy. Or, or a, a Samurai gun. Samurai Champloo. Oh, so like a big name thing that we grew up with kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be your pick. That can be after that. Okay. All right. Well, obviously my pick's going to be fucking Trigun. Trigun. The, the greatest show ever. three guns. Literally the best show ever made. Uh, the greatest piece of media that I've ever seen. And also, real good. But we probably won't get up to the really good bits. We'll just have the fun parts. Okay. Yeah, we never know. We and never that's know. a bizarre adventure for another time. Until mm. next time, for JoJo's World, I am Liam S. Smith. And I'm Nick Ballantyne. To be, be continued. continued.